This is Shear Jashub, which in Hebrew means, a remnant shall return. Hi, this is Patty Scalzo, and I would like to invite you to join us for this study of God's Word, brought to you with love from the Church Fellowship of Shear Jashub Christian Tabernacle of Madison, Connecticut. The topic we have been examining in depth is heavenly authority, and my husband, Pastor Greg Scalzo, is currently laying the groundwork in the Old Testament, teaching on the judges of Israel. Last time he reviewed the first two judges, Othniel and Ehud. And today we pick up the Sunday sermon in the book of Judges, chapter 3. So let's rejoin Pastor Greg. Verse 31, the third judge you read about, very short section. And after him was Shamgar. This sounds like a mighty judge, Shamgar. And it says he was the son of Anath. Now, Anath could be his literal father. It also could mean uh, the town, Beth Anath. He was the son of Anath, meaning he came from this fortified city in the territory of Naphtali, uh, who killed 600 men of the Philistines with an ox goad, and he also delivered or saved Israel. 600 men with an ox goad. And again, the power that God can give to individuals. We'll see it later on with Samson. The gold, the ox gold, remember, is a sharpened metal point that's attached to a long pole that would be used for direction to move the ox in the proper way, to move them along the path you put them on. He delivers or saves Israel, and his power is displayed, the power of the Holy Spirit, the anointing that comes upon him, is displayed when he's able with just this ox goad to take out 600 Philistines. And again, you think about the spiritual battle and how we have to be powerful in it. Ecclesiastes says, Ecclesiastes 12:11, that the words of the wise are like goads, and the words of scholars are like well-driven nails given by one shepherd. And you think of the one shepherd, you think of Jesus. How the words of the Lord, the word of God, and the utterance from his spirit is like a sharp goad that guides us, that directs us, that puts us in the right direction. Wise instruction that ultimately comes from the Lord God. And it delivers us by keeping us on the right path. But as we see here with Shamgar, it also could be a mighty weapon, a powerful weapon against the enemy. When we know the Word of God, when we're obedient and we listen to the utterance of the Holy Spirit, and when the Word and the Spirit go together hand in hand, it's a powerful instruction for us on how we should live our lives but it's also a mighty weapon against the schemes of Satan. So this third judge is Shamgar. And then you come to someone that we'll just start today and we'll speak about next week. And she's important because this female judge that's mentioned here sets a tone, an illustration of the proper role of women 
in heavenly authority. What role do women have in the Old Testament? More importantly, what role and authority do the scriptures tell us women have in the New Testament? And we see in this judge, Deborah, some very interesting things. Deborah is probably the most courageous of the judges. So verse 31 of chapter 3, Shamgar delivers Israel. And then it says in chapter 4, verse 1, When Ehud was dead, the children of Israel again did evil in the sight of the Lord. So again, they go right back. So the Lord sold them into the hand of Jabin, king of Canaan, who reigned in Hazor. The commander of his army was Sisera, who dwelt in Haroshet Hagoyim. And the children of Israel cried out to the Lord, for Jabin had 900 chariots of iron. And for 20 years, it's getting longer, the time of oppression is getting longer. For 20 years he had harshly oppressed the children of Israel. Right back to where they started. They sin again, they turn again, and so this Jabin receives power over them. He has a mighty commander, Sisera, and he has chariots and a large army. In 20 years he oppresses the children of Israel. And then we read about the judge. Her name is Deborah. Now, Deborah, a prophetess. So, first of all, we read that she's a prophetess. And prophecy comes only through the Holy Spirit. So, she has a gift of the Spirit of prophecy. A prophetess, the wife of Lapidoth, was judging Israel at that time. Now, remember that word judging. Again, it's Shaphat. The judges, shafet, comes from the verb in Hebrew to judge, shafat. And that word takes on several layers of connotation. Remember we said last time it spoke of leadership, governing. It has a much more fuller meaning than the English word to judge. To lead, to rule over, to administer leadership to the people. Then the second meaning is the one we're most familiar with, judicial administration, judicial judgments as a judge in a case, in a trial. And then the third level of meaning, to deliver, to save, to protect. And we've seen it here with Atniel and Ehud. They were judges. They delivered the people. They saved the people. God saved the people through them out of the hands of the enemy. Well, she's there, and as a prophetess, she's judging Israel. You read in verse 5, and she would sit under the palm tree of Deborah. So there was an actual tree that she had. They called it the palm tree of Deborah between Ramah and Bethel in the mountains of Ephraim. So she's at home in the hill country of Ephraim. And the children of Israel came up to her for judgment. Why are they coming up to her for judgment? Well, she's placed in a position of leadership through the Holy Spirit. Because she has the gift of prophecy, the people come to her. They know that the Lord has anointed her. They know that the prophecies are coming from the Lord. So when they have a difficult case and they can't decide how it's to be solved, they say, let's go up to the palm tree of Deborah and let's see if she's got a word from the Lord. 
She's a prophetess. Maybe she can hear what the Lord has for us in this matter. And again, they did not think that God and religion were dirty words in solving their problems. Unlike today in our country, where more and more there's the emphasis to push God and religious people and people of faith out of the equation and try to solve situations purely from a secular point of view, they knew they needed the help of the Lord. And so they turned to the prophetess whom he anointed. They came up to her for judgment as though she's holding court there and disputes are decided because the hand of the Lord is leading her and she has the word of the Lord. And she would sit under the palm tree of Deborah as they came. And then it says in verse 6, Then she sent and called for Barak, the son of Abenoam, from Kedesh in Naphtali, and said to him, Has not the Lord God of Israel commanded, Go and deploy troops at Mount Tabor, Take with you 10,000 men of the sons of Naphtali and of the sons of Zebulun. And against you I will deploy Sisera, the commander of Jabin's army, and with his chariots and his multitude at the river Kishon, and I will deliver him into your hand. So God himself is speaking here, right? She's given the prophecy saying, Has not the Lord commanded has not the Lord commanded. That means that Barak knows God's will already. God has spoken to Barak because when he sees Deborah, when she sends for him, she says to him, has not the Lord God of Israel commanded? So she has to remind him of the call that God has given and she's telling him to gather his men, his 10,000 men, and the Lord says to him, I'm going to deploy, I'm going to send out Sisera, the commander of Jabin's army, with his chariots, and they're going to come with the multitude of them into the river Kishon, and I'll deliver them into your hand. So God's going to give honor to Barak for being obedient. He's going to have this victory. He too is as a judge, as a leader. He's going to have this victory over the, over the enemy. Verse 8, And Barak said to her, If you will go with me, then I will go. But if you will not go with me, I will not go. She's reinforcing Barak's commission. The Lord will do it. But he wants her, the prophetess, there. And we don't really know Deborah's age at this point. She says later on in her song that she's as a mother to Israel. So she could have been, she's a married woman, she's not a young girl. So she could have been a middle-aged woman, an older woman. He wants her there. He wants her there perhaps as some type of protection because she's anointed. Maybe he wants her there to see if God is really calling this thing. In other words, if you put your life on the line, then I'll go do this thing. But it doesn't show obedience on his part. God has told him to go, and he's not totally obedient. He will not do it on his own. And so she says in verse 9, So she said, I will surely go with you. She wants this thing done. She knows the Lord wants it done, so she'll go. Nevertheless, there will be no glory for you in the journey you are taking, for the Lord will sell Sisera into the hand of a woman. 
and then Deborah rose and went with Barak to Kedesh. It's no longer going to be the glory, the honor of Barak having defeated Sisera himself. Instead, he wants a woman to come with him. Well, then God will use a woman to destroy Sisera. We will leave our study at this point today, and we thank you for being with us. I know in today's unbelievably busy world, it is difficult to find the time to write, but your words of encouragement are greatly appreciated. Also, if you feel prayerfully led of the Lord to help support the Church Fellowship Outreach of Shir Jeshub Christian Tabernacle, your donations would also be greatly appreciated. Please send all correspondence and make out all donations to Shir Jeshub Christian Tabernacle. That's S-H-E-A-R hyphen J-A-S-H-U-B Christian Tabernacle Post Office Box 518 Branford, Connecticut 06405 Once again, that's Shir Jashub Christian Tabernacle Post Office Box 518 Branford, Connecticut 06405 And if you are going to be in the Madison, Connecticut area, I would like to invite you to join us for Sunday service. Shear Jeshub Christian Tabernacle meets every Sunday morning for Bible study, praise, worship, and the Lord's Supper at 10 a.m. in the upper room of the Memorial Town Hall on Meeting House Lane in Madison, Connecticut. Take I-95 to exit 61. Go down to Route 1, turn right, and at the next light, turn right again. We are in the yellow brick and white building. Please join us for our next broadcast of Shear Jashub.